Welcome. You're listening to Strength for the Hour, the radio outreach of Fruit of the Vine Ministries in Louisville, Ohio. We're passionate about strengthening you with deep truths from the Word of God and bringing hope to the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. So may you experience new life from this message today by John Davison. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord Jesus. Teach us to be thankful. Teach us, Lord, to be grateful in all circumstances. Teach us, Lord, today, Father, show us what it means to be more than conquerors, Lord. Show us to what it means to be victorious in Jesus Christ. Show us, Lord, what it means, Father, to be someone, to be a child, to have the name of Jesus upon us, Father, to have the life of victory, Lord, and conquer and, and kingship, Father, in the saints, Lord. Show us, Father, the authority, manifest your authority, Father, over our lives, Lord, in every situation, Father. Manifest your peace and your glory, Father, as we go through trials and as we go through things, Father, in this dark hour, Lord. It is my prayer, Father, that each one of us, Lord, would receive strength this hour. We would receive strength right now for what we're going through, Father, and encouragement, Father, to not be offended by so many things in this world, encouragement, Father, to not fear in what's going on in this world, Father, encouragement, Father, that we would stand as lights, Father, not under a bowl, Lord, not under a bowl, but a light that is burning so bright that it consumes everything around it, Lord, it consumes the darkness, Father. Manifest your holy presence, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Speak to us today. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I am in the book of Philippians chapter 1. And I just, I, 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 as I'm reading this letter, I can't help but just overwhelmingly sense the peace and the joy of God in the midst of trials and tribulation, in the midst of a dark world, and in the midst of a dungeon, a Roman dungeon is what the Apostle Paul is writing. Think about this. The man is not in a modern day prison. You get three square meals a day. You get an exercise yard. You get to have your freedom to read your, you know, this, that, and the other thing. You get all of these wonderful commodities in our modern day jails. No, Paul is writing from a Roman jail. Yes, he may have been able to speak to somebody and have it written down, or he may have been able to write some of these different things as as he's in jail. Some thinks that maybe he was under house arrest at this given time, but either way, nonetheless, the man is in chains. The man is in chains. His body itself is actually going through this this physical appearance of bondage and shackles, and yet inside he is full of joy and peace, and hope, and confidence. And he writes this beautiful letter to you and I. Oh yeah, this is, this is for you and I. Sure, it was written to the Philippians, but he was writing to the saints. You see, God calls us a saint when we're born again. He no longer says, the sinners in Philippi. He says, to the saints, those who have accepted the gospel, the power of God, those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If that's not you today, this letter's not for you. 
You don't have this hope. But here's the good news. You can. So let's look at the letter. Let's see if you're interested in having this hope. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, this is the hope you have. This is the hope you have. So listen as we read the Word of God. Philippians chapter 1, Paul writes, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. You see, there's the defining line. Here's the defining line of where he gets this hope. He says, listen, I'm a servant. I'm a servant of Jesus. You see, when we come to the, the, the attitude that we deserve everything, and when we come to God in this attitude of, you need to give me, and I want, and I want, and you better make me happy, we miss it. Paul starts his letter, says, listen, no, 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 no. I am a servant of Christ Jesus. So first we must come before the Lord as servants of the Most High. Yes, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Yes, we can pray as sons and daughters of the Most High God, but we come as a servant to the people around it. We come as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I did not come to, to, to be served, but I came to serve. In other words, he came to be a servant to those around him. And Paul says, listen, a servant of Christ Jesus. So you got to come as a servant. He says to all of the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons. And then he says this, if you're a saint, he says, listen, grace and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The man is in chains and he writes to the church, says, listen, grace and peace to you from God, our father. The man is sending peace in the midst of chains. How? Well, he starts it off this way. Verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. You see, he comes before the Lord in thanksgiving. It doesn't matter what his circumstances are. It doesn't matter what he's going through. He comes before the Lord in thankfulness for what he has. He's thankful. Every time I remember you, I'm thankful. Every time I think about somebody's going to listen to this on the radio or wherever you may be listening, I'm thankful to God that somebody gets to hear the wonderful news. I'm thankful to the Lord. Trials and persecutions come. Thank you, Father, for everything you did for me. You died for me. Stop. You can't focus on your circumstances. You have to focus on the finished work of Christ. He says, I thank God every time I remember you. What? In all of my prayers... For all of you. So listen, what does he say? I thank God when I remember you in all my prayers, all for you. So not only is he, is he thanking God, he's thanking God for them and he's thanking God in his prayers. His prayer life is a life of gratefulness and thankfulness for what God has done for him in riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What situation are you going through? Are you thanking God for it? You say, I don't, you don't understand my, you have no idea what I'm going through. Listen, brothers and sisters, I, I could sit here and tell you everything that God has done to my life. All of the things he's brought me through. I've been through it. I understand. I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my, in, in, in my mouth, 
But God says, listen, come to me in praise and thanksgiving and see that I will part the seas. See that I will give you victory over Egypt, the world. See that I will bring you life from the dead. Jesus died, buried and resurrected. See, taste and see that the Lord is good. He says, I come in praise and thanksgiving. And I thank God because of all your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident. He comes before the Father confident. You see, we need to come boldly to the throne of grace as servants of Jesus Christ, thanking the Father for what we have in confidence that what? He who began a good work in you, right? So listen, Paul's writing to you as well. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to the Word of God, if you're reading the Word of God, he's writing to you. Take this as he is writing this to you, because he is. He's writing it to you. He's writing it to me. He says, listen, I am confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on until the completion, until the day of Jesus Christ, until his return. Listen, Paul is making a bold statement in faith that he believes and trusts the authority of God in every situation and that no matter what circumstances may come, whatever tides may have, you know, whatever, whatever storms may be brewing in your life, he's saying, listen, I'm confident. I am thanking the Lord. I am absolutely overwhelmingly, completely solid. That God is going to complete the work. It doesn't matter what I see. It matters who God is. He said, it is right for me. This is verse 7. It is right for me to feel this way about you. Since I heard you and I have you in my heart. For wherever I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. What? He said, listen, it doesn't matter if I'm in chains. I got God's grace. I'm confident. I'm a servant. He knows who he is in Christ. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, you will allow the circumstances around you to define the way that you are going to respond to the world and not allow Jesus to be the one who responds through you as a representative and an ambassador of Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, since I have you in my heart, right? I am in chains, he says, or if I'm defending and confirming the gospel, all you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affections of Christ Jesus. Listen, it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. What is he saying? That whole scripture, verse 9 and 10, it is so jam-packed, bursting with the taste and see the Lord is good, the glory of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God in every situation. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. What's he saying? No matter what your situation, no matter what strongholds may try to grab a hold of you, no matter how the world may try to squeeze you, it's my prayer, brothers and sisters, that your love might come out in that situation. 
that in that situation, your love will come out. It will burst forth. The love of God will burst forth in that situation. You will birth the Messiah in that situation so that everyone around you can see Jesus Christ and see his glory because you're God's servant, you're Christ's servant, but you're also his child. And a child imitates his father. And Jesus said, listen, I only do what I see my father doing. But can we claim that today? Can you claim that in your situation? He says this, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless unto the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness. What is the fruit of righteousness? What is the fruit of righteousness? The fruit of righteousness, righteousness is right standing with God the Father. The fruit of righteousness is what? What is it? I mean, the scriptures tell us very clearly. The scriptures give us this absolute Awesome definition of what the fruit of righteousness. Righteousness is right standing with God. The Holy Spirit is holy, which is right. Everything that that God calls holy is right. It's God's righteousness. It's the way that things are right. It's what God says is right. And it says this in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and verse 22. But the fruit of... Of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit being right, right being righteousness. But the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, listen, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. What's he saying here? What is the goal here? Listen, against such there is no law. What does that mean? The, the kingdom of God is, is legal, right? The, the heavenly realms are legal. There's, there's, there are, are things that govern our world that are principles that are legalities. In other words, if you go to a court of law, that is a legal system and words mean everything in a legal system. So if the enemy is trying to find a way in, he has to find a law. He has to find something that you have broken so that he can bring it before the judge and accuse you before the father. So there are situations and things that the enemy brings into our world to get us to crack and get us to step into something that God says, listen, you're an overcomer. You don't have to submit to this worldly stuff. You don't have to submit to your situation. You don't have to submit to the people that are speaking over you lies and deceits and the things that they speak and boast against you. The people that are lying about you and work, you don't have to respond to that. But if you respond to it in Jesus, you'll have the fruit of the Spirit, and it'll be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such, there is no law. But you see, what ends up happening sometimes, and so very often what we do is we respond out of the flesh, and we say, it's not fair, 
and I can't believe that happened to me, and I can't believe she said that, and I can't believe that he would do that to me and stab me in the back like that, and I can't believe they didn't give me that raise, and I can't believe that so-and-so would have went and told somebody that after I told them. Wrong. Wrong. Now you're accusing. You're doing the very same thing that Satan himself does. He accuses before God. You see, as soon as we manifest the things that Satan manifests, he laughs. And he says, now you're representing me. You're not representing Christ. And then he goes to the Father and says, see, look. Look at what they've done. Look at what they're doing. You see, Scripture says that the fruit of the Spirit, against such there is no law. What does that mean? If you're acting and you're doing something in love, if you're doing something, what does love mean? Love means to, to reveal the heart of the Father. So if you're acting in love and you're revealing God to somebody by your response, can Satan accuse you? He can, but he has no legal grounds. If you're acting out of joy and responding out of peace, can Satan come and accuse you? Can Satan say, they're just so peaceful? No. He doesn't have a law. He has no leg to stand on. You see, the Apostle Paul was saying that God will complete the work in you. And as you go through these trials and tribulations, what ends up happening is, is that if you allow the Holy Spirit to have total control and access of your life, you will manifest the fruit of the Spirit, which is what? When that person speaks against you, when that person manipulates the situation, when that person lies against you, the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. But they did this to me gentleness. If you respond by the fruit of the Spirit, if you respond by God's Holy Spirit and you manifest Jesus to those individuals, then God will take care of the rest. If you allow Jesus to come out when you are in that situation, then the devil can't say, see, your children, your children are corrupt. Isn't that what he did to Israel? Isn't that what the enemy did to Israel? He accused them and accused them and made him feel guilty and then brought him into corruption and kept trying. What about when, what about when, when Balaam, what about when Balaam tried to curse Israel? You remember when he tried to curse Israel and he said that he couldn't curse Israel because Israel was blessed by God. He said, ah, but if I can get Israel to sin, then they would not be in the blessing of God. And then we could curse them, right? This is the tactics of the adversary. He is trying to get you to sin so he can accuse you before the Father. Now listen, Jesus died for your sins. Jesus is the one who died for your sins. I am not saying that what Jesus did on the cross is not sufficient to cover your sins. What I am saying is, is that he cannot take that away from you, what Jesus has done. But what he can do is he can get you to not live in it. He can get you to not live the life that Christ paid for. He can get you to submit to what he says instead of what the Father says about you. And when you're in these situations and when you're going through these things and when you're in chains like Paul was, Paul says, wait, 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 wait. I have joy. I have confidence that God's going to finish the good work in you. He says, listen, 
I want you to understand that if you have the fruit of the Spirit, if you respond correctly, if you respond godly, if you allow the Holy Spirit to conform your mind to the image of Christ, if you are renewed in your mind and you take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ before you open your mouth and you allow the Spirit to speak instead of your flesh to speak, then you will be more than a conqueror because you will be manifesting Jesus Christ on earth. You will be the body, the hands and feet of Christ. It says he's making his appeal through us. We are called. We are qualified. We've been justified. We've been redeemed. And it's time to live a redeemed life. And what God is doing right now and what he is in control of in your situation right now, God is still on the throne when you're going through this. And God is specifically speaking to you at this very moment. And he's saying, listen, listen, I've got some rules. I've got a rule book. Follow the book. Listen to what it says. The Holy Spirit has so many things he wants to speak to you. Get in the word. The word will give you all of the answers. The word is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Jesus said, my spirit is so willing. My words are spirit and they are life. You see, he's willing to manifest himself through you. He is willing to speak through you. And Paul says, listen, it's God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should be set apart. You should be a holy priesthood. Where Israel was called to be, you now are. It's time to raise the bar, church. Listen, while you're going through your situation... Get on your hands and knees and thank God for it. You say, that's crazy. No, that's the Bible. You say, I can't do that. You're right. You can't. The Holy Spirit groans for you. Now get on your hands and knees and start praising the Lord. God inhabits the praises of his people. Start praising the Lord. Start thanking the Father. Why? Because when you start running to Jesus every time the enemy tries to get at you, he's eventually going to stop trying because he doesn't want you going to Jesus. But if you can get, if you get all flustered and if you get your focus off of Christ, who you're supposed to have your eyes fixed on, the enemy goes, great, excellent. I've got them. I've got this person. I've got their focus. They're paying attention to me. They're doing what I say. But the Lord says, no, 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 no. Listen, praise, worship, thanksgiving, be a servant, manifest the fruit of the spirit. Live in the spirit and do not gratify the evil desires of the flesh. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise him now. Stop what you're doing. Go to the Father. Say, Lord, I don't understand, but I want to. Lord, I don't get it, but I know your word tells me that I am more than a con- I know that your word tells me these things. I don't know how to do these things. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Teach me, Holy Spirit, how to manifest the fruit. Teach me, Holy Spirit, what do I have to do? Get in the Word of God. We must know the Word. We must know the Word. The Word is alive. The Word is alive. Listen, I want to leave you with one more scripture. This is going to be the book of John, chapter 1 and verse 1. Very easy to find. Listen to what it says. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. 
and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. Who? The Word. What? The Word. We need to know Him. It was Paul's prayer that we would know Him. Do we know Him by His Spirit and by His Word? Read the Word. Know the Word. Speak the Word in Psalms, spiritual songs before the Father. We need to get back in the Word. Believe the authority of God. And while you're going through your trial, believe that God is on the throne and that He wants you to live a victorious life in Christ Jesus. And He died to pay for that. Walk in it. Live it. Father God, we thank you so much today, Lord, that we are more than conquerors through Him who first loved us. Lord, I thank you so much that you've placed your Spirit in us, that you've placed your power in us, that you've made us victorious, Lord, and that you're moving us from glory to glory. Father, that you are taking us to a new realm of reality and authority, Father, and that we would not let the things we see in the world around us take our focus off you and your Son, Lord. We want to live in your power, Father. We want to live in your presence. We want to be people of the presence of God. We want to manifest your presence where we go. We want to manifest your fruits, Father. Right now, Holy Spirit, right where each person is at, right now, Holy Spirit, fall upon them. Right now, Holy Spirit, speak to them in an area of their life that they're going through right now where you want to manifest yourself. Holy Spirit, show them who you are. Show them who you are by bringing them through this in power and glory and victory so that they may taste and see that you are good and that you will and do love them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www.fruitofthevine.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. There you'll find a link to our Facebook and YouTube. If you'd like to send us a letter, please write to Fruit of the Vine Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And for a final word of encouragement, here again is John Davidson. Thanks, Alex. You know, God anointed the New Testament writers, and the Holy Spirit spoke through them, and says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. So I just thank you so much for taking your time and listening to the Word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the Word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in His perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, Shalom. Shalom.